You're listening to the New Life Church Sunday Morning Podcast. We're a family of believers in Anderson, Missouri, that want to experience God in a real way, both inside and outside the walls of a building. For more Sunday messages, upcoming events, or to get in touch, visit new-life-church.net. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say that again? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to need all the help I can get today. I am so happy to be able to uh, minister to you guys today. And I know that the Lord has got something special for us. Brother, I've got this mic on here, and it seems like it's a little loud right now. So you, I'm a pretty loud guy, so, and I may get louder before it's over with. So anyway, hallelujah. All right, man, we're so glad to be here today, and, and uh, we do want to keep uh, Pastor uh, lifted up in prayer and their family. And uh, while you're at it, I want to uh, make another uh, prayer request as well. My, my oldest daughter and her husband are worship leaders at a church in Rolla, and uh, the pastor there is going through a, a, a very big trial with his daughter. She's been out in, in sin for quite a while, and she's currently incarcerated. She's had a long history of drug use, and, uh, it, you know, uh, I don't, I'm thankful that I don't know what that feels like, uh, but I can't imagine what it does feel like. And uh, so if you guys think about that, his name is also Tim. And uh, so if you would keep him in prayer, I'd appreciate it. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to pray and ask God to just uh, touch our service today, if you will. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you today, God, for this opportunity to come to your, uh, in your presence and to share your word. And God, Lord, we just pray, God, that your Holy Spirit, Father, would just anoint every word that's said. We pray, God, that you just open our ears and our hearts to receive what you would have to say to each and every one of us. God, Lord, we just pray, God, that there would be liberty and freedom and that we would be challenged and brought closer to you. And God, that we would be encouraged today. God, Lord, because we know, Lord, that you are a God of encouragement. And Lord, we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to, uh, I, I didn't know I was going to be ministering until just like uh, yesterday, and uh, so um, I don't, um, I didn't have a whole lot of time to uh, prepare a lot of notes, and so I'm going to just give you what the Lord dropped in my heart, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. But I want us to look at uh, one scripture that I'm going to read this morning. I'm going to, we'll be looking at a lot, or speaking a lot of different scriptures, but the one that we're going to draw from today is in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, if you have your Bible or your, uh, or your device there. Amen. It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And the word I want to focus on today is that word fire. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I, I, was, I thought about when Jesus in the book of John, the, uh, he goes to Samaria and sits down uh, on, the, on the side of a well and uh, meets with a woman there that didn't have a lot of friends. And uh, she shows up and begins to speak to him. And it's interesting, they get into a theological discussion. 
And uh, it doesn't take very long before, uh, you know, this lady is uh, talking about what the Samaritans believe about God and, and uh, you know, how they worship God and this and that and the other. And Jesus, of course, having been to heaven, He's able to straighten her out a little bit. And He begins to tell her, hey, there's only this is what you need to know about God. God is a spirit. Amen? It's just, God is a spirit. And He said those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. But you know, when we look into the Old Testament, what we find is, is that God often used um, what we call uh, anthropomorphisms. Say that with me. <laughs> Anthropomorphism. That's a, that's a tongue twister, man. He used that. What that means is, is that our minds were not able to comprehend what God's really like. Amen. And so he brings himself down to our way of thinking. So as we look through the Word of God, you know, we see where God says that, you know, my arm is not too short that I can't reach down and, and, and touch you. My ear is not deaf that I cannot hear your cry. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, there, there's times when he talks about the breath of his nostrils. You know, and of course, God, you know, is a spirit. You know, he doesn't have really all that stuff, but he knows we understand that sort of thing. Amen. And the Holy Spirit uh, also often also was symbolized by a number of things. We think of the Holy Spirit symbolized by the dove. Amen. Because He's gentle and, and, and you know, He's a, a, a God of peace. Amen. And then we also think of Him as the wind. You know, you can't see the wind. Nobody can tell you what the wind looks like, right? But you can, you can, tell, you, you can tell somebody what the wind does. You can feel the wind. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and oftentimes we see that word fire is used in the Word of God to represent the fiery nature of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fiery nature of the Holy Spirit. I was thinking in, uh, as I was kind of getting ready for this uh, in the Old Testament, you know, when, when Abraham was called to, to, to leave his family and his, kin, his kindred and, and go to the place where God called him to go. And, uh, you know, he promised him a son. And God made a covenant with Abraham. And, and He had him sit down and, and, and take the animal pieces and lay them out. And in those days, uh, when a covenant was made, basically, usually, the covenant was made between two people. And, and, you know, like one king might take his sacrifices and lay it out, and another king would place his sacrifices and lay it out. And then they would stand at the, each end of those, in between those sacrifices, they would pass through them. And basically what they were saying was, is that if I break my end of the covenant, I'll pay for it with my blood. But you know what? God had Abraham lay those covenant, those sacrifices out. And he said, you just sit, sit back, boy. I'm going to show you what's going to happen here. And, and, and a lamp of fire came and passed in between those covenants. And God said, this covenant's on me. It's not on you. And you know, at that very moment, really, God signed the death certificate for Jesus Christ because He knew that man would break His part of the covenant. Amen. But He said, I'll pay for it with my blood. But that fire, amen, I'm sure that image of that fire burned in Abraham's uh, mind and his heart throughout the rest of his life as he knew that God was a God of faithful promise. Amen. Didn't you enjoy that testimony today? Would you give the Lord a hand for that? Amen. That's the kind of God we serve, man. That's the kind of God we serve. I look in the Word of God and I see where Moses was out on the backside of the desert. And what does he see? He sees a bush that's burning. Amen. Only the thing is, is the bush doesn't burn up. 
Because God is an everlasting God. Amen. He doesn't go away. He stays the same. And, and you know, uh, God, uh, God sent Moses over to that bush. And he began to get a message from the Lord to lead his people out. And what did he do? God sent a pillar of fire. Amen. To stand between Pharaoh's army and the children of Israel as they crossed the Red Sea. That fire blocked the way for Pharaoh's army to get to them. And then after they got into the wilderness and God began to institute the Mosaic Law. Amen. He had a, he had a, a, a system set up of burnt sacrifice. And the fire on that altar, if you look in the Word of God, it says that that fire should never go out. Should never go out. For 40 years, that fire had been lit. Everywhere they went, we're getting ready to move, y'all. Somebody get the fire. Amen. They didn't want the fire to go out. When they got to the next place, they had some coals or they had a torch or they had something to relight that fire at the altar. Amen. Because the fire went with them. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm about to get there. Some of y'all going to get happy in a minute. I, t I was, I was going to tell you, we've, I've heard a couple of missionaries since I've been here, and I've heard some great pastors, but I don't think I've heard an evangelist, so I'm going to be the evangelist today. Is that all right? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And so, and so as, they, as they walked through the wilderness, the fire was always there. Jeremiah got called. Wouldn't you hate to be a guy that gets called to preach? And when, the, and when God calls you to preach, He tells you, listen, I want you to go preach this message, but don't worry, nobody's going to listen to it. I mean, you know, your ministry was doomed to fail from day one, right? Amen. He said, I'm going to put a fight. I'm going to put a message in your heart. And he said, but guess what? Nobody's going to adhere to it. They're going to, they're going to reject everything you say. And of course, Jeremiah got discouraged. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, that boy, talk about a discouraging ministry. That would be it. But, you know, and, and at one point, Jeremiah said, I'll just quit. I won't do it anymore. But you know what? The Word of God says Jeremiah sat back and he realized something. And he said it in his book. He said, you know what? I was going to shut my mouth. He said, but it was like fire shut up in my bones. The Holy Spirit was inside of him. Amen. And it was shut up in his bones. Oh, glory to God. Elijah was a man who understood fire. He stood on Mount Carmel and faced down all the prophets of Baal that Jezebel could muster up. Amen. He said, let's have a contest and see which God is the real God. Amen. And as he brought the sacrifices together, he said, the God that answers by fire, that's the God that we're going to serve. And you know what? Those prophets of Baal, they cut themselves and they yelled and they hollered and they did everything they could do. But, but you know what? They couldn't get it going on. But Elijah, when he got ready to, to show them up, he said, go and put barrels of water on top of this wood. He said, because I got a God that can even set wet wood on fire. And he began to pray a prayer, and God sent the fire. Amen. When Elijah got ready to leave this world, he got a, 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 a chariot ride and a chariot of fire to heaven. God's a God of fire, man. Hallelujah. You look in the New Testament, and you see that John the Baptist comes on the scene. And he begins to preach the Word of God. And you know what? John's message was a radical message. Bab water baptism was not the radical message that John had. The radical message that John had was the message of repentance. Because all these years, the children of Israel had brought sacrifices, and they had offered burnt sacrifices for their sin. 
Amen. And then you can you imagine like being one of those Israelites, you know, and you make it all the way to the temple and you bring your little lamb or your goat or whatever it is you got and, and you lay the sacrifice, you know, at the priest's feet and they offer it for your sin. And then you're leaving Jerusalem and somebody's donkey cuts you off. And you say something you shouldn't say. And you're thinking, i got to go back. I done blew it. <laughs> and John said, hey, there's going to be a new way. There's going to be a new way. Hallelujah. There's one coming mightier than me. Amen. The word repentance, as Pastor Tom said a few weeks ago, means that you're walking one way and you turn around and you go the other way. The problem is, is before Jesus came and the Holy Spirit was given to us, amen, we didn't have the power and the ability to really live the life that God wanted us to live. All we could do is try to do our best. Amen. But when Jesus came, He told His disciples, He said, I go away. He said, if I go not away, the Holy Spirit won't come. But when He comes, He's going to dwell in you. And He's going to lead you and guide you and teach you in all truth. Oh, praise God. I'm glad I got the Holy Spirit, don't you? If you're here today and you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. God dwells in you. And the nature of the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And that nature is a nature of comfort and love and grace and peace and joy. But it's also the nature of fire. Amen. God wants to put a fire in our bones, church. Amen. Man, if there was ever a time that the church needs to be fired up, it's the day that we're living in right now. Amen. If there was ever a time when the church needs to be a flaming torch, amen, it's the day we're living in because it's as dark as it's ever been. We look around us and sin is worse as it's ever been. Amen. It's just like in the Word of God where they said those things that used to be right are now wrong and those things which are wrong are now right. Amen. And, and you know, there's such, a, a, such a, a dampering. The devil wants to attack each and every move of God. But hey, I got news for you today. Our God's a conqueror. Our God is a conqueror. Oh, praise the Lord. I don't think there's anything worse than a complacent church. A complacent church. A cold church. You know, when, when uh, we've been studying in the book of Revelation in our class, and, uh, and I think I'm going to get to do a little infomercial here in a couple of weeks about that. Hang on a second. I'm drier and cotton. <clears throat> I've been doing this 31 years, and I never cease to get nervous, man. Anyway, I... I, I uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, Revelation. Alright, we've been studying the book of Revelation. Amen. And, and we was talking about the church of Laodicea. You know? And you know when, when, God, when John had that vision on the Isle of Patmos, glory to God, he saw Jesus Christ standing in the midst of these golden candlesticks. Each one of those churches was a flame. Huh? And, and you know he saw Jesus too and his eyes were flame of fire. Amen. And then later when Christ began to give the letter to John to give to these churches, when he got to Laodicea, he said, hey, because you're neither hot or cold, but you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Amen. I think the thing that the devil likes more than anything is, is people who are complacent in the church and, and meteor, mediocrity. Amen. Because you know what? We, we make ourselves believe that everything's okay when it really ain't. Well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I show up for church. I give my offering. I'm ministering. I, I showed up for the... I stacked some chairs the other night. Come on. 
I'm a chair stacker from way back. But if we're not really making a difference in the kingdom, listen, every one of us in this room has a world that we live in that nobody else in this room lives in. Amen. We all got a world we live in that nobody else lives in. There's people that you know that I don't know. Amen. I have co-workers and people that I work with that you don't know. Amen. And vice versa. And so God is wanting each and every one of us to be like a city on a hill that's a light. Amen. Let your light so shine before God that others may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. That little children's song, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. It might be a cute little song, but there's a great message there. Amen. You know, it's easy when we come together in our church, amen, to let our light shine. We can all hold our candle up. But man, when we get out there in the darkness, and we're the only guy at the, at the job site, amen, who knows Jesus Christ is our Savior, or you're the only teacher in the school who knows that Jesus Christ is real, let me tell you something, it's a little more difficult then. We need something deep inside of us. We need the fire of God burning in us. We need the Holy Spirit burning in our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. I look in the book of Acts. Jesus, in, in John chapter 21, and this can be a, a theological discussion at some point in time in our world, but not today. But in John chapter 21, Jesus stood before the disciples after His resurrection, and the Bible says that He breathed on them. Huh? And he said these words, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't believe he was blowing smoke or just that that was just a siloquism or, or some kind of, you know, uh, semantics that he had going on. I believe something really was going on right there. He told his disciples, he said, Whatever sins you remit, they're remitted. Whatever sins you retain, they're retained. He had, he had died on the cross. He had been to, the, to heaven. Amen. He had already made the blood sacrifice. He'd come back to earth. And here was these disciples. I believe, personally, that that was their conversion experience. They had to be saved just like you and I get saved. Amen. In John chapter 15, before he went to heaven, he told the disciples, Now ye are clean through the Word. Amen. In other words, you're, you're, you're clean because you believe what I've told you. Amen. And you've accepted that I am the Son of God. But after the blood sacrifice was made, amen, Christ breathed on them. And the promise that He gave, the Holy Spirit's going to dwell in you. Man, we got God in us. That ought to make everybody in this place shout. I said, we got God in us. God goes with you. God knows what's going on in your life. Amen. He knows what happens in our head. He knows what we're dealing with. He knows all the attacks of the enemy. Praise the Lord. When we go to bed at night, God goes to bed with us. When we wake up in the morning, He wakes up with us. Come on, y'all. Amen. We need some black folk in this church. You know that? <laughs> Amen. I'm almost to the message here. This is my introduction. Yeah, hang on. Hang tight. All right. I got all right, 22 minutes. Where's my son-in-law? Wave at me, brother. All right. At 15 to 12, I want you to go like this. Because sometimes I enjoy myself more than y'all enjoy me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I might need to get shut down. Okay, but here's, here's the message now. All right. So Jesus, he's getting ready to, to ascend back to the Father after he's already been resurrected, right? And in the, in the book of Corinthians, it says that he appeared unto over 500 people at one time. I believe that that was on the day of his ascension 
when he, when he ascended to the Father. And, and he told him this. He said, don't do anything yet. Go and tarry in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. He said, because when you receive the power, amen, he said, you're going to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. He said, I want you to have the fire of God brewing in you like you've never had. They already had fire. But he said, I want to inflame that fire. Amen. And so out of those 500 people, 120 of them showed up in an upper room. Huh? Now, I can tell you as a pastor, that's about the right odds. <laughs> you tell 500 people to do something, you're doing good if you get 120 of them. And so, so 120 of them got there. And they tarried for 10 days. They didn't know what to expect. Hey Amen. They'd never seen TBN. They didn't know nothing about anything. Hey Amen. All they knew was Christ said, go there. You'll, you'll find out when I get there, right? Amen. And as they were tarrying and seeking the Lord, glory to God, the Bible says in, in Acts chapter 2, that suddenly there was a rushing, a sound like a rushing mighty wind that filled the room where they were sitting. And there was cloven tongues Cloven. The word cloven means distributed. Amen. Distributed. You know what that means? That means that they were in that room and all of a sudden a ball of fire appeared and whew, little flames on everybody's head. Look at your neighbor and say, my flame has a name. Amen. Little flame on top of your head. Can you imagine? Oh, we're sitting in here, man. We're just worshiping God. And we're singing and praising the Lord. Amen. And all of a sudden, a ball of fire was to appear in this room. And all of a sudden, we got a flame. And you're looking around. And you're like, wow, there's a flame on Dallas. Oh, wow. And check it, check it out, brother. Oh, my God, I got one over me, too. Get a little lower so it looks like I got hair. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They were filled with the, with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God filled them up with overflowing and they began to prophesy and speak in, in other tongues and, and God began to do great things. Amen. And as you look from that point forward, what a difference it made in that church. Man, as they got fired up for God, things began to take place. Now here's the message. Are you ready? See, I've done been through three pages of notes right there. All right. Here's the message. Glory to God. When we get the fire of God brewing within us like we should. How many of you say, I want the fire of God? Come on, three of you. Okay, great. I want the fire of God in me like, I, like God wants. Hey, you know what? You cannot get too close to God, guys. We cannot exhaust God. I mean, God is not God. And he does not have a bottom to the, His bucket. Amen. The well never runs dry. There is nothing. It's not about a denomination. It's not about a certain belief. It's not about a sign on the, out, out by the road. Amen. It's about, hey, God, can I get as much? Listen, if you look back in, in, in time, I mean, just a couple. D.L. Moody, for example. Everybody heard of D.L. Moody, right? D.L. Moody was a great man of God, man. Hallelujah. And he went to a church service one time, and he heard a guy preaching, and this guy made a statement. And I forget who the guy was, but he was, a, he was a famous evangelist as well. And he made this statement. He said, the world has yet to see what, what God can do with one man wholly given unto God. He made that statement. And D.L. Moody was sitting in that audience. And man, it's so burned in his heart. And he said, I want to be that man. 
I want to be that man. And the rest is history, man. Billy Graham. Somebody led Billy Graham to the Lord. Amen. And you know what? You ain't going to tell me that guy didn't have the fire of God burning in him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God led, somebody led Billy Graham to the Lord and as a result, millions of people. I, I showed a video in my, in my revelation class the other day of Reinhard Bonnke. You ever heard of Reinhard Bonnke? He's been in Africa. He was in Africa for 50 years. Amen. He had crusades. You can look it up on YouTube. Uh, 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 look, if you look up Reinhard Bonnke, there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of videos. One of them says something about persistence. And at the first of that video, there's a five-minute clip of, of his crusades that he had in Africa. He had up to 1.7 million people at one time. One time. One service. 1.7 million people in his ministry having people come to the Lord and taking uh, uh, commitment cards from people who said that they have accepted Christ into their heart. Just in his ministry, over 75 million. That's one man who's got the fire of God. How much can God do in McDonald County if we was to all get full of fire? Huh? Come on. Amen. How much can God do? The Bible says one man can cause a thousand devils to flee, but two will cause ten thousand. When we double up, man, we got multiplicity going on. Amen. When we get the fire of God going on, there's some things that we need to recognize. The first thing is, is that it is powerful. It's powerful. When Jesus said, you shall receive power, the word power is the word dunamis. Amen. Which means dynamite. That's kind of like fire. Dynamite is like big fire. Glory to God. It is powerful. Glory to God. It's powerful than anything else. It has the ability to destroy and transform and consume. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to know how to live a good, godly Christian life? Let me tell you something. So that you don't have to struggle for 30 years like I did. I thought, man, all I got to do is just be better. Just got to keep doing better. I just got to try harder. Amen. I got to read more. I got to pray more. I got to do this and that. You know what? A pastor for many years. But, you know, I never knew the secret. Somebody told me not long ago, you must have been on like a real slow learning curve. Well, that kind of fits the bill, actually. But anyway, I, but you know what? I realized something. Oh, my Lord, thank you, Jesus. He revealed something to me. Paul said, I, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave Himself for me. Woo! You know what? I figured out how to live a Christian life and, and do it victoriously. And you know where it starts? It starts every morning when I get on my face before God. Amen. And I cry out to God every single day. And this is what I tell the Lord besides all the other stuff. Because I don't tell Him the same thing every day, obviously. That would be a little laborious, wouldn't you? Can you imagine, ladies, if your husband came home every day and said the same thing to you every day? You'd be like, what kind of relationship is this? But when I pray every morning, this is one of my parts of my prayer is this here. God, I want you to burn up Gary Duke with the Holy Ghost. I don't want any, any part of me left. 
And I want you to fill me up with your Holy Spirit. You know what? Demons, how many of you believe in demons? Tell you something about demons. Demons are a spirit. Amen. They're a spirit, right? Amen. Now, they're not powerful as God. They don't nearly have the power that God has. Amen. But they, they, do, they do become quite irritating. Amen. And demons are a spirit. But let me tell you something about a spirit. A spirit is only good if it's got something to manifest itself through. A demon on its own can't really do much. But when a demon gets inside of a person, huh? Oh man, they can cause all kind of havoc. Because then he gets to use their mouth, hello, their words, their actions, their deeds, their attitudes, their whatever, they, the demons use us. That's why the Bible says we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. We battle against uh, the, the works of the enemy as it is manifested. Are y'all listening to me today? Amen. And so uh, that's the way a demon spirit works. Well, God is a spirit. And guess what? He works the same way. Amen. He wants to manifest Himself through us. And so when we get full of God and we get the fire of God brewing inside of us, amen, then we can be His extended hand. His words become our words. His feelings become our feelings. We begin to see with the eyes of Christ. Are you listening to me today? I had a cool thing happen. Well, I'll take a break. I had a cool thing happen the other day. I ain't going to make it. Last... Uh, Let's see, Thursday. I carry a little money around with me all the time just in case uh, I, I, I tuck it away so that if, when, when God leads me to the right person that needs a little help, that I can be of assistance to him. And so I was at, I, I do counseling all over the state of Missouri and mostly with people that are on probation and parole. And several of the groups are at probation and parole offices. And so I was getting my stuff out of my car the other day in West Plains. And... Um, I, I was just getting, up, getting all my junk out of my rolling office. And, and all of a sudden, I heard this noise over by this dumpster. And so the dumpster lid shut, and I looked over. And here's this guy with a trash bag over his, and he's you know, old guy rummaging through the trash bag. And he started to walk off. I said, hey, 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 hold up a minute. So I walked over, and I'm talking to him. And I find out about him. And then I talk to him about his soul a little bit. And then I pray. I pray with him, and then I give him a blessing. And uh, at, at that moment, when I gave the guy the money, I heard somebody go, hey! I look over. Well, when I had walked over there to talk to that guy, I had a little, one of them little plastic lunch tote boxes, you know, and I'd set that lunch tote box on top of the hood of this truck. Well, this clerk, this lady that's over the clerical staff there, you know, they've been having them package bombings down in Austin. <laughs> and for what, and she watches way too much news or something. And so like, she, she went, oh, I think there's a bomb out there. Man, everybody come out of this office. And so like, I'm over here ministering to this poor old drunkard guy and I get done praying with him and everything and I turn around and the whole office practically is standing there looking at me. Is that your lunchbox? I'm like, yeah. It's just chicken salad, man. <laughs> but you know what? God used that. I don't think that was a coincidence. See, that was a witness. Not only was I able to minister to that old man, amen, but there was, there was a witness of God's life. That's the way God works, man. God don't do nothing with quinky dinkies. 
The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. When we are walking with God and the fire of God is burning within us, it is illuminating. We begin to see things that we didn't see before. We see the hurting people around us. When we read this Word as Pastor was talking about, amen, we begin to see it speak to us in ways that we've never seen it speak to us before. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit's the one that wrote the book. Amen. The Bible says that the, the Holy Scriptures were penned by holy men of old as they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. Moved on, inspired, inspired. Amen. The word inspiration in the Greek paints a picture of taking a leaf and placing it in a stream. You ever take a leaf, put it in a stream? That's the way the Holy Spirit works. Amen. When we get in groove with the Holy Ghost, amen, we're flowing with Him, buddy. He'll take you where you didn't think you'd go. He'll take you where you don't want to go. But He'll take you where you need to be. It's illuminating. It's available to all who seek it. I'm hurrying up now. I want to get all these points in. I could preach about another hour. It's available to all who seek it. Hey, in that upper room that day, 120 people showed up. 120 people got a flame. Amen. God wasn't handing them out going, oh, I don't know about you, Carter. You go 125 miles an hour on the freeway. I ain't. That was a great story, man. I'm jealous now. I want to go on a ride, man. And I've rode in police cars many times, but that not not like that. And <laughs> but I, I'd like to sit in the front seat, you know. Hundred, hundred twenty-five. Woo! I would be full. Of, I'd have to be full of the Holy Ghost for that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's illuminating. It's exciting. Glory to God. It draws attention. You know when something's on fire, it draws a, it draws a crowd, don't it? Hey, I, I ain't never seen a house fire where there wasn't a bunch of people standing around looking at it. I mean, nobody drives by a house fire and goes, huh, check it out. You know? When you're on fire for God, it's exciting. I, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that people are got the fire of God and we ain't got no joy and excitement. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to get this worship team fired up? You want to fire up our pastor? Amen. When he's up here preaching the Word of God and teaching us about God's Word. Hey, come in here full of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you, you'll hear me back there sometimes, Brother Matt. He's preaching and I'll be like, Amen. You know why? Because my fire is there and Matt's going... Or that worship team's up here leading worship, brother. Well, he, he took off, brother, uh, brother worship leader, and and uh, <laughs> and and you know what? He's blowing on my on my flame, man. He's getting my flame going. Hallelujah! We gotta have, we gotta keep it brewing. Glory to God. And, and so it's exciting. Uh, uh, Ron Harbunke said one time, if you set somebody's pants on fire, he said, I doubt seriously they're going to walk up to you and go, Sir, uh, I seem to be uh, inflamed. Do you have a glass of water? or Could you call uh, 911? <laughs> You're going to be like, ah! There's going to be some excitement. Huh? Come on. There's going to be some joy. There's going to be attention-getting action. Glory to God. The fire is contagious. Oh, don't you know fire spreads? 
You go home, set your curtains on fire today, ladies, because you don't like your curtains and see what happens. <laughs> Amen. The fire will spread, man. Hallelujah. It'll, it'll, it, you can't start a little flame. I thought about, you know, uh, Stephen and Philip. These guys were deacons. They were deacons. They came, they came into the church ministry feeding orphans and widows. They had a, they had a meal. That was the first Meals on Wheels. Except they didn't really have wheels, I don't know. But they, they, they were out feeding orphans and widows that were hungry. And guess what? In, in the short period of time between the time the day of Pentecost occurred and the time that Stephen was martyred, the church had grown to over 10,000 strong. 10,000 in Jerusalem. Which you'd be like, wow, that's, dude, that's awesome. That's like a mega church right there now. Amen. But you know what? That ain't what Jesus said. Jesus said you'd be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. He never meant for us to get together and have a social club. Amen. He, he meant for us to be missionaries, to go out from this house and to be able to speak the Word of God to other people who need it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God allowed persecution to come down. And when they did, they ran for their life. Philip was a deacon. He went to Samaria. Why? Because nobody looks for no Jew in Samaria. They didn't even like going there. They'd go all the way around the country just to miss it. Amen. But he goes to Samaria and he comes into a town. And you know, I got, I, I got it in my mind that when he came in, he thought, I'll just kind of lay low. I'm going to be like incognito but he couldn't because he had the fire of God burning in him. Because the Bible says those guys were full of the Holy Spirit even if they were deacons. Amen. They had to be. Peter told them you got, they got to be full of the Holy Spirit if they're going to be a deacon. It's a good qualification for all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. And so uh, they, he, he, he had the fire burning. He could not keep it to himself. He began to preach the Word of God. The next thing you know, Philip went from a deacon to being a tent evangelist, brother. I mean, he had people getting healed and delivered and saved and set free. And he's casting out devils and, and people and sorcerers are getting free from witchcraft. And he's like, wow, can you believe this? It's contagious. Spreads. Spreads. You know what started that? That little woman that sat on the side of the well. She was from Samaria. And when Jesus spoke the gospel into her life, amen, you, she began to tell others what Christ had done for her. And when, and when Philip showed up however many years later, there was already a seed planted. Some, she had already started building a fire. He was building a fire. And here comes Stephen. I'm going to throw some gasoline on that thing. The next thing you know, you got a raging inferno, man. This church needs to be a raging inferno. Woo! It needs to be a raging inferno. We need to be walking in these doors full of the Holy Spirit, full of fire, saying, God, you know what? I am glad to be in the house of the Lord. Today is a great day in the Lord. Hallelujah. God's got something special for each and every one of us. Mm. Two minutes. You ready? I got to hit this one. Fire is protective. You say, wait a minute, man. Fire's destructive. It's also, where's Brother Keith? There he is back there. Fire is, now he is a fireman. He's a fireman. I don't know nothing about being a fireman. No, I'm not talking like George Strait now. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about fireman. 
he is a fireman. Now, this is what this is something I a little what little I know about being a fireman. I know this that there are times when a fire, when the fire of the enemy is getting out of control, the when a bad fire is occurring, and they'll do what they call a backfire. Huh? Is that right? And you know what they do? Fire's going this way, right? And so they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a hedge or some way to control where, how far the fire's going to go. And they'll come up there and they'll burn a part of that. What happens is when the bad fire gets to, the, to where the good fire was, it stops. You can't do nothing with it. Amen. It's got nothing left to burn. Woo! I'm going to get somewhere right now. Let me tell you what the fire of God does. It consumes those things in your life that the devil uses to try to bring destruction into your home and your family and your marriage. Amen. And into your finances. Hey, listen, when God consumes those things that the devil tries to use, I was reading the other day, it says, don't give place to the devil. And I, I, I checked in the Greek there, and that word place, it, 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 it's the same word that they use for a holster to put a knife in. Amen. In other words, don't give the devil a place to put his weapon. When you go home today, look around your house and see if you got anything in your house that the devil is utilizing to come against you. Man, kick that sucker out. Amen. Don't let that devil get in your home. Don't let that devil get in your relationship. Let the fire of God do a backfire. Let him burn up and consume those things that, that Satan's trying to use to bring destruction into your life. And then you'll be able to quench those fiery darts of the enemy. Listen, we all going to be attacked. I've been going under attack for the last several weeks. Satan's been really trying to do a number on me. But let me tell you something. The Bible tells me, think it not strange when you fall into these fiery trials. Man, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Amen. He never said we was going to have a carefree, lackadaisical, you know, lazy river float. Come on. Amen. We're going to fight the enemy. That's why Paul called it a good fight. A good fight. This is a good fight, brothers and sisters. Sometimes you've got to fight fire with fire. You didn't wave at me. Okay. Last thing, one minute. This fire is ever-present. Everybody in this room has the fire of God. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, everybody in this room has the fire inside of you. You can't, have the whole, you can't be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if this same Spirit which raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, He will quicken these mortal bodies. Amen. When that trumpet blows, it ain't going, you, the only thing that's going to punch your ticket is the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. It's not your goodness. It's not how much money you gave. It's not your talent. It's not your abilities. It's not how many times you showed up for church or what you did yesterday or what you didn't do. None of that stuff's going to matter. One thing's going to matter. It's going to, what's going to matter is, do we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us? Have we been sealed by the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Ghost inside of us? Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. It's ever-present in every one of us. Every one of us. Now, here's the question. Closing question. Big thought. You ready? Then I'll be done. The fire is in every one of us. Question is this. Is it right now just a smoldering ember? Is it a flickering flame? 
or is it a blaze? See, that's the question. I've been all three, man. I ain't looking down at you. If you're in a position right now where you've been going through a cold spot and you're like, man, I don't even, I just barely feel my little flame even, you know, don't come blow on me, brother, because I'm going to be out. Listen, we are all combustible. We're all combustible. Is it a smoldering ember? Is it a flickering flame? Or is it a blazing fire? God wants it to be a blazing fire. So how do you do it? Receive. Receive. All you got to do is ask Him. Man, he will set your, He'll set your life on fire. Amen. The Bible says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. Call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things. Amen. God's not a standoff God. He's not, we're not waiting on Him. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. Bow your heads with me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm going to ask you a question. And then I'm going to ask you to respond. You ready? If you're here in this service today and the Lord is speaking to your heart, and, he, and you reckon, you know the only person who knows your heart you and God. Man, you don't know my heart, I don't know yours. That ain't my business. It's God's business to know our hearts. Amen. But if you're here today and you say, Brother Gary, you know what? I need God to just flame me, man. I need Him to just fire me up. You know what? I, I, I kind of feel myself in a little cold, mediocrity kind of situation. And I, I need God to just come and just... And just blow on my flame and get me brewing. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Amen. Now I want you to stand up. Right now. Quick, stand up. Just the ones that raise their hand. Ha <laughs> ha. Woo! Look, look around. Look around. You see a flame? <laughs> you should. You should. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't sit down. Stand up. Come on. Right now. I want you to lift both hands right now. We're going to pray together right now. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray with you. You pray out loud. You pray however you want to pray, right? Hallelujah. Father God, we stand before you today as children of the living God. We are ministers of your gospel. Your word says that we are a jar of clay full of treasure. God, Lord, we have people in our lives that need to see the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we have people that we need to be sharing the gospel with. Lord God, we have situations where Satan is trying to attack us and we need to have the backfire ready to, to consume his evil works. And Lord, today, as you see the faith of each and every one of these individuals standing there, Lord, I pray, God, that there would just be an unction and Lord, a desire and a commitment and an act of surrender that we would just receive all that you have for us. God, let your fire fall fresh in our life each and every day. It's not a one-time deal. The Bible says be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. God, Lord, starting tomorrow, starting this evening, God, as we lift our voices unto you, as we do our personal devotions, God, let the cry of our heart be, to, that the Holy Ghost would just burn up those things in our life and set us aflame for Jesus. Set us aflame for Jesus. Say that with me one time. Set us aflame for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the rest of you stand with me, would you? Mm. Oh, praise the Lord. Give the Lord a praise. Would you do it? <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. We're going to have a closing prayer.
Amen. And ask God to just be with each and every one of you guys today. And that the Lord will just be with Matt and Dee. And I want you to just pray with me today. Father, Lord, we thank you for every life that's in this house today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the Spirit of God that we felt here. Thank you for our worship service. Thank you for the anointing upon the Word. Thank you for the anointing upon our hearts. God, now we lift up our brother and sister in Christ and their family, Father. God, we pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would just be there for them and comfort them. And Lord, just give them easy times, Lord, in this difficult situation. Lord, make the, the crooked road straight and just smooth out the bumps, God. Lord, because so many things can happen in these type of situations. God, we pray, Lord, that you would just bless them. Give Brother Matt the words of comfort to, to share with maybe some of his unsaved loved ones if they're there. And Lord, open those doors that he could be able to share the gospel with them. And God, Lord Jesus, as we leave this place today, Lord, as we leave this place today, let us remember, God, that our flame has a name. <laughs> and that we are going to let that flame shine. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you guys today. Praise the Lord.